The following is a hoop ball presentation. My name is Lawrence Brooks, and you're listening to the Hoop Ball Dallas Mavericks podcast. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for my betting tips. I always get asked, who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Brady or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets, the one sports book guaranteed to give me the best lines for Thursday night games, Saturday night games, and everything in between. And you know me. You know that I don't give my stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do. And my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up in a promo code HoopBall and get your deposit matched away halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. Again, my name is Lawrence Brooks, and you're listening to the Hoop Ball Mavericks podcast. We are back, and I'm actually happy this time. Last game, I was a little annoyed because Luka and Porzinga sat out, but they were back, and what do you know? We got a win. Um, it was a 116-103 win against the Denver Nuggets. They actually caught the Denver Nuggets on a back-to-back and took full advantage, which the basketball guys may have been in the Mavericks' favor, considering they sat Luka and Porzingis. Um, the, the previous game, this game, they caught a little bit of a break of a team that was tired. Um, it was reported that they had a few issues with the COVID testing, so they had to come back to the arena uh, midday, and that kind of screwed up a few of the guys' um, COVID testing routine. But nonetheless, the Mavericks came out ready to play. First three minutes were a little, eh. I'm not sure that how ready they were. They they looked like they were kind of you know stuck in the mud. They just got a slow start, but after that... They built up a lead, they came in, and they did what they needed to do. Um, The thing that stood out for for me in this game was the rebounding. And they've kind of been rebounding well of late. And not that they've been just killing people on the boards, but I love the activity I've been seeing from Dwight Powell, from the guards. Obviously, Luka is a pretty good rebounder. Maxi looks to be more active. And obviously, Porzingis. And so in this game, Porzingis actually only had six rebounds, but I just want to talk about him for a minute. And I'm going off on a tangent here, but bear with me. Porzingis has looked rejuvenated, recharged, refreshed, however you want to categorize it, since coming back from the All-Star break. And as a result, the team has looked great. And I've been saying for a long time that all we needed to do was have a little patience, have some patience with the team, have some patience with the coaching staff, have some patience with the rotations, have the have some patience with players individually, because there's been a lot going on. The the rotations have been in flux. Guys, uh, minutes have been in flux. And it's well documented. As you know, everybody that listens to the Hootball Mavericks podcast knows what's been going on, how I felt about them in terms of just a lot of transition turmoil, um, a lot of moving parts. They, they stability has not been 
the strong suit for the Mavericks this season. So for them to have Porzingis healthy and back, that's been great for them. The fact that Luka has shot the ball better from three has been great for them. The fact that Jalen Brunson is looking good and has, has his numbers have been great. He's shooting over 50% from the field, 40 from three, almost 90 from the free throw line. He, you can't ask for much more from a guy who is a complimentary piece, but it's playing very much like a guy who's a mainstay in what they do. And I love what I'm seeing. But back to Porzingis, in this game, he was 10 of 15 from the field, 5 of 7 from 3. He had 25 points, 6 rebounds, 3 blocks, and 1 steal. And for this team, statistics aside, when you're watching them and you see the activity level Porzingis is bringing... It really, really puts a lot of stress on teams defensively, and they're really tough to beat. He's already one of the stretch bigs out there that you have to account for at all times because he can literally make a shot from anywhere. Porzingis is a three-level scorer, and for a guy like that who has a unique skill set, and for him to come out and play and look as healthy as he has looked, it is really going to be a problem to beat these guys on a nightly basis. Hopefully they can stay healthy, but again, we're not necessarily talking health. We're speaking from the fact that we're assuming these guys are healthy from here on out. And if they are, and we look like, and Lucas, or not Luca, excuse me, Porzingis is looking like the all-bubble Porzingis that we got, the Mavericks can really make some noise. And like I said, to start the season, I felt like they can get up as far as five or six in the stand, four, five or six in the standings. And if they can continue to pull off wins and not sit out games because, again, they don't have the luxury to just sit guys just for the sake of sitting guys with the hole that they're in, they have to play every night. And they're one of the hottest teams in the NBA, winning seven out of their last ten. And they really have seemed to gel. And, I mean, I don't know. I think the fact that I think there's a lot to be said for when you know you're going to have guys every night. And you're able to gel. And then, even though it was very unfortunate for for the, the snow situation to happen, you had that whole week for them to kind of get their bearings, have some practice time, work on things that they wouldn't normally get to work on because these games are literally every other day. So practice time isn't necessarily something they get to have. So if you actually have a moment to practice... That is beneficial, and it's directly benefiting the Mavericks, who just look like they're clicking on all cylinders right now in terms of cohesion. They just look to be on the same page, and that wasn't something that they could have that they had to start the season. So Porzingis coming out these games, setting a tone on the defensive end, knocking down shots offensively. He's protected the rim. He's also getting out on the break, and as a trail three-point guy, that's just easy money for him right now. And so I'm really impressed and I'm really happy to see him healthy, really happy to see him rejuvenated, really happy to see him recharged and looking like the Porzingis that we all know he can be, not a guy to put on the trading block because he's 25 years old, he's working through some things, and as long as he can stay healthy, he can progress. But that's been an issue is that not being able to stay healthy has impeded his progress as a player. But hopefully moving forward, this is the guy we get and it just continues to get better from here. I would love for that to be the case. So, again, for this game, I think rebounding really stood out to me because they won the rebounding battle 49-41. to 41. They were getting a lot of second-chance opportunities, 
And those second chance opportunities were helping them to just stay energized in a game where they were already winning by double digits um, for, for a large part of the second half, at least. But they really took off in the third quarter when they made nine of 18 threes. And that blitz of a scoring frenzy really propelled them to, to take this game and, and move on and get it home. And so I really liked how they how they played, how they came out and really recovered from an early game, um, you know, not I don't want to say slump, but just playing sluggish to start the game. So you got Dorian Finney-Smith, who was two of five from three. You got Maxie, who was two of four from three. Obviously, Porzingis was five of seven. Josh Richardson for four, was four or five. Luca was only three for ten, but Luca has actually been shooting the three ball really well. This is a couple of games now where he hasn't shot it as well, but nonetheless, he ended the game with twenty one points, twelve assists, five rebounds, and three turnovers. The three turnovers you wouldn't, you don't necessarily want to see. You'd rather see a zero. But hey, for as much as he's handling the basketball and his usage rate being as high as it is. He's going to have a turnover, too. So you live with that. But overall, as a team, they shot 39% from three. They knocked down 18 threes. And so that's a large part of their game. If they're making three-pointers, they're really tough to beat because this team is predicated on the three-point shot. I mean, most of the NBA teams seem to be that way now, but especially the Dallas Mavericks, who have built their team around spacing, three-point shooting, and being able to make plays from the perimeter. So... So Denver being one of the better teams in the league, obviously this is a great win. They needed this win. They need wins against everyone that is in front of them. Everyone. They don't have time to take nights off against anyone who's in front of them, especially a team. And and with four through or five, when I say five through nine, it's pretty close in the standings. And as as of the moment, if you can go on a win streak, that really puts you in a position to make some to gain some ground in the standings and so that's something that they should be concentrating on and again this being a big win and a much needed win because all of these games are going to count and they're coming every other day literally every other day so you can start a week off in ninth place and then end the week tied for sixth place as long as you're doing what you need to do and obviously other teams are going to lose games but at the rate the Mavericks are winning they're going to move up in the standings so I'm really confident and their ability to do so. Um, I thought tonight's, I thought the game against Denver was a good indication of what they can be for the rest of the season. Obviously, you'd rather see them shoot better from the field. They only shot 48% from the field. That's not bad, but it's not great. Um, they had 116 points overall, which is a solid night, um, a really solid night. And they shot 87% from the free throw line. So they knocked down their free throws too which overall gave them a really good game um, against Denver. And they needed it, so it was good to see. Um, So tomorrow, they actually play another team who who is coming off of a back-to-back, and that's the uh, the L.A. Clippers. The the last time they played L.A., I don't know if you guys remember, but they won 124-73, completely... Um, caught us by surprise. This was a December game. There was no Porzingis. The Mavericks were still in in, in their COVID situation, and and we just thought a lot of us, to be honest, threw this game away as okay. Clippers are going to win. We have to just move on. But it was completely opposite. Dallas dominated this game from start to finish. No Porzingis 
um, they were able to get a win. So, and that was the first time they had played them since the bubble, and that was a really, really good win. That was their, that was one of the biggest wins in franchise history. I want to say, at least the, I think it was the second largest margin of victory in uh, team history. So I'm sure that night likely won't be the case this time. Clippers might be looking at this game on the schedule, but again, with it being a back-to-back, you have to wonder, does do they rest one of their stars? Does Kawhi sit out? Does Paul George sit out? Um, you never know because you know these with low with with teams using low management and with these back-to-backs, teams are being very cognizant of when they're sitting their stars because these games are coming so fast. So they might catch another break, but nonetheless, another game that they need to come out and win, another barometer test for them to see where they're where they stand, where they stack up in the West. And again, another team that is in front of them, so they will need to be ready to try to get a win. And they've been better defensively lately. They started out the season not as good defensively for all the reasons we named, but they've been on the upswing and they've been steadily improving. They look like the communication is a little better. They look like they're on a string. Um, Porzingis is protecting the rim a little better. They're staying in front of guys. So individually, guys look better defensively. And as a team, they look better defensively. Um, that I don't know if that means they're going to be elite or be one of the better defensive teams. But if you can improve at this point in the season, that is a huge plus. And tomorrow they're going to need it when you're playing against Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, who are two of the premier perimeter guys in the NBA. You bring a guy like Josh Richardson over. He should be on someone. Luka has been playing better defensively. Then you also have Dorian Finney-Smith. So they should be well equipped to be able to um, defend these guys on the perimeter. Not sure if Serge Ibaka is going to play. He had a back spasm tonight in their game, so that's something to watch out for. The Mavericks could catch a break there too. So I'm I'm interested to see how they look in this game overall. But again, with everything being a must-win, this is going to be a game they need too. And with them playing on Monday, they also turn back around and they play them on Wednesday. So, um, so they should be prepared. They should be ready to go. We cannot sit anyone. We can't afford to sit anyone. So let's hope that everyone is playing in this game. Um, to add to that, if in fact, in, uh, another thing about them playing the Clippers that I want to see is they do need to send a message to some of these upper tier teams in the West because they're going to possibly see one of these upper tier teams in the playoffs considering where they are in the standings. And they need to send a message that they are not to be played with. Um, you don't want to go into this game and it be a blowout. Obviously, a blowout doesn't mean that they won't be ready when playoffs come. But I think that, you know, midseason messages are important to send out. And maybe this message is more important to them than it is to the Clippers. Because I'm sure they want to test themselves against all the better teams in the conference to see where they stack up. And I firmly believe with the way they're playing, they are one of the better teams. They just don't have one of the better records due to everything that we've already mentioned. So uh, I'm excited about tomorrow's game. I want to see what I want to see how they look. I want to see if, you know, if Luca can be who he is. Obviously, they're going to throw their best players at him. But the supporting class, the supporting cast has been great and they don't really have an answer for Porzingis. So he should have a big game. Hopefully he continues to play like he has been, because at this rate, if he keeps it up, I don't see them losing many games going forward the rest of the way. And that's just being honest. So thank you guys for listening. Please go subscribe to the podcast, download it on all streaming platforms. You can catch me on Twitter 
at HoopBallMavs. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-M-A-V-S. You can also catch me on Twitter at LBSaidIt. That's my personal account. It's L-B-S-A-I-D-I-T. Thank you guys for listening. Hope everyone tunes in tomorrow. Hopefully we get a win against the Clippers. You guys be safe. Go, go Mavs. Go Mavs. I don't know what is going on with me, but see you guys soon. Thanks. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.